on this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. The return of the chosen one. Thank the Lord Jesus. Skincare tips? One, you guys always make fun of Andrew Luck for being so ugly. Is Carson Wentz that much better looking? And by the way, he needs to see a dermatologist. And how to get into a brawl in a Santa Monica coffee shop. Sir, at the the bougie Santa Monica coffee shop, you're a liar. All this and more. And welcome to this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. You, the Eagles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Eagles pulled out a heavily unconvincing win against the Indianapolis Colts. An improbable number of, pen- of penalties, 10 for 110 yards. And the Eagles did not cover. The line was minus six. Final score, 20 to 16. But our boy Wentz is back. Um, (laughs) Thoughts? Thoughts for me to kick it off. He was reckless as ever. He took 47 horrifying hits. (laughs) He executed the worst slide in league history. He threw an interception and had a terrible fumble. And yet, I felt as if the chosen one had returned. Matt. Your thoughts, reactions? Well, I think you're exaggerating on the recklessness until he dived headfirst at the beginning of the first half. Other than that, I thought he was definitely less reckless. Time will tell. Um, but he, he showed his elusiveness on two big plays. We got that one huge penalty on the game-winning touchdown drive that was a miracle on the fourth and five when it looked like they had stopped him. Um, but he had made the play further on that drive where only he can do that and Foles is going down. So... All in all, I'm encouraged. But yes, he also kept them in the game with two terrible turnovers. Amanda? Agreed on the the turnovers were um, terrible. But I thought, I actually thought he looked better than I thought he was going to. I thought his vision of the field looked a little rusty at times, which is understandable. Um, But I thought overall he played pretty well considering it was first game back. I mean, and, I, think, I think some rust is to be expected. So, um, and you, yeah, that you was, would know because really your, your vision of the field is amazing, Amanda. Well, I was that was re- that was really irksome. Was, he had so many times where it was just a running back coming out of the flat that would easily have gotten them first downs, and for some reason he would not check down to them. That was really pissing me off. Yeah, he's yeah. coming out slinging. He's a slinger, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but like uh, there was so many times today where that's probably what pissed me off even more than the turnovers. Well, the turnovers are still one, but two, <laughs> just give the guy who's wide open coming out of the backfield the ball. Like, he kept waiting, and I'm like, what are you waiting for? Just give him the ball. And on the one play, I don't know if it was Clement or Smallwood coming out of the backfield, and he waited too long on a big third down play, and it was like too late. I'm just like, just give him the goddamn ball. But, Amanda, he did look phenomenal on the first drive, didn't he? I thought he was going to throw 17 touchdown passes today. With with that first drive, I was thinking, you know, he picked up right where he left off. But, you know, the rust started to show as the game went on. But as I said, I mean, that's totally, I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Matt, but I think there's rust to be expected. It's Your instincts aren't as quick when you're – 
playing in your first game for after a year of taking time off, no matter how much you practice. So I think overall it was very positive. It was sloppy at times, but I think it, there's a lot to be excited about. I, I, well, I'm going to sidebar and I'm going to, I'm going to go back and agree with you. One, you guys always make fun of Andrew Luck for being so ugly. Is Carson Wentz that much better looking? And by the way, he needs to see a dermatologist. He's got, he's got heavy, heavy skin issues. The, even the picture they showed in the broadcast, he had like acne on his neck. I was like, how yeah. does he get all the way down there? <laughs> but Andy Luck, Andy Luck looks like the Geico caveman. You can't get it. You can't get much worse than that. Um, I as the as the female of the podcast, I would definitely take Carson anytime over Andrew Luck. Yeah, I agree. His features, he's it's like his individual features aren't the best, Matt. But yeah, he he's not an ugly guy. There's something about him. He's not an ugly guy, but he needs a, as as the Graham siblings know, who suffer from bad acne throughout their lives. That's a Graham family trait. Uh, he, he needs to go see a dermatologist. If I'm his wife, it's like here's the doctor. Go 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 get some uh, acne treatment. You make too much money to have this much acne. So Matt, in honor in honor of Andy Nesbitt, your friend, uh, he said. He said, "No, this is my power rankings." He was making fun of me because I. Had oh, these are your about, power rankings. Yeah, okay. he had made a comment so, about Roy McIlroy, and I had said, uh, "I he he made fun of me." So then it went to back to Carson Wentz. So Matt, for the for the benefit of the thirty-seven people to twenty-seven <laughs> people, down to seventeen this week that listen to this podcast, rank for us one to four. What does Carson value the most? I heard, and I heard Doug Pearson's a big fan of this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. He gets a lot of game planning tips from us. Uh, I go 1A, Jesus, 1B, football, 2, hunting, and a distant third, his wife. Well, the, one, the 1A, 1B, is that like a Holy Trinity situation where they're, you know, like equal? Like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Is that why it's 1A, no, 1B? No, second. Hunting's definitely second, but the wife is definitely third. <laughs> <laughs> Distantly. Distant third. Distantly. There's something Amanda? about. Have you okay, Amanda thoughts? <clears throat> have you looked up pictures of them at all? I yeah, they're like, adorable, but like I feel like he's like mailing it in. He's like, she's fine. Let's get back to football and Jesus and hunting. Well, totally. And the other thing I was gonna say, they kind of like in their pictures, they kind of look like brother and sister. Like there's no spark mm. there. <laughs> they look like, you know like he looks like the older brother and i'm like i don't i can't really see them as romantic <laughs> so you're agreeing with my rankings is what you're saying yeah i yeah i mean jesus is obviously number one. <laughs> oh, so you're yeah. going jesus one and football too yeah yeah oh okay and then football so slightly different yeah but i, I agree that wife is <laughs> follows those two <laughs> and hunting and hunting and hunting oh, right and clearly, dermatology is at the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah, dermatology is below the life, apparently. And it's, it's like best bro Ertz number five, aren't they? Aren't they best bros? Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty tight. Well, so so tight. Nikki stared him down and threw an interception. And Nikki Foles and Jordan Matthews. Mm-hmm. It's a whole Jesus crew. <laughs> JCC. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, you know, I was excited. I felt like we scratched the surface of the uh, the two tight end monster that we could be, you know, inheriting. Three from. tight end and three tight end. Well, the third tight end, yeah, he's a tentacle on the monster. 
but yeah, but he had some good catches early on when they were on that first drive. So, and he, he had one where he was open, he just dropped it. Uh, yeah, I thought the game planning was really good. They finally realized that they have no wide receivers, which was good to see. They got our boy Gadar. Gadar, <laughs> you call him Goddard. <laughs> Cutting to Matt's text misinterpretation of the week. When God, when Goddard scored a touchdown, he goes, "Way to go, you French bastard!" And I said, "Soft tea, though, right?" And he was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Well, they just, in my defense, they just given up the touchdown. So I thought you were saying soft D. Oh, you thought it was a typo. Yeah, because you guys text 30 and 40 minutes later. So, like, I, that's part of the misinterpretation is the lack of quick response time. You're telling me that I have to draft my texts like a work email, <laughs> get you some sub bullets, some context, maybe a PDF support slide. No, I just want you to respond in real time because I assume you're watching the game, but apparently you're not. So, <laughs> well, maybe you're not watching it with an almost two year old who tries to take your phone and dial 911 on a consistent basis. <laughs> Listen, don't make excuses with Ginger number one. He no, knows no, that he knows what three. dialing is. I thought he just goes, Google, dial 911. <laughs> well, we had to take away Google because he got too obsessed. <laughs> Google went to the farm. <laughs> we digress. We digress. So let's, Matt, let's go to game plan corner. Okay. I'm coining it game plan corner. Okay. So we started with the triple tight end tango that yep. seemed to be successful, but then kind of got bogged down from there until the fourth quarter. And then we went back to the run game, finished the game with 152 rush yards. Do you think the Colts just adjusted into a defense that prevented us from using the three tight end again? I, I think there's several things going on. One, Frank Reich knows knows the Eagles, knows the Eagles organization. And I came away really impressed with his coaching and game plan on the other side. So I think he just he had the inside book on Wentz. He's, you know, he's been coaching him since he's come into the league. So I, that was part of it. Part of it was the rust. Because let's put it this way, if he doesn't make those two turnovers, we cover and we win by two possessions. We dominate all the stats. So there's just a couple of things. It was just the rust. It was the weather. It was lack of offensive weapons. They were still trying to do the the tight ends. Uh, yeah, not as much as that drive. And then once you get past scripted, then it turns into, you know, making adjustments. And so I I wasn't. I wasn't uh, as as much as I was frustrated with Carson not just giving it to the running backs out of the backfield. I think overall we're two and one. We easily could be zero and three, but easily. this is the way this is the way we expected this season to go. We knew we weren't going to be healthy. We knew there was going to be a Super Bowl hangover. So the fact that we're two and one after three weeks with limited offensive weapons, you know, I take as totally you know a silver lining. And I and the MVP of today was the defense. Oh, I'll, let me counterpoint, Matt. I thought the NPV, MVP of today was Andy Luck. We learned today he can't throw more than 30 yards down the field. Yeah, that, that, you know like defensive coordinators are salivating <laughs> when they saw that he can't even throw a Hail Mary. Well, he can't throw a Hail Mary. They had to bring in Jacoby Brissett to do that. And then in two of the most infuriating calls in the game, he underthrew T.Y. Hilton by 10 yards and got Jalen Mills on a – you know, ticky tack pass interference call. Yeah, and they, I thought the second one was a bad call. What I is, agree. Yeah, it was like he cut. He runs back in. To, 
runs back into Mills and it's still on him. Like, I, I don't get that. But I know they're always going to call it. So, but they're like, no, that was the right call. I was like, it didn't feel like the right call. But, but in Luck's defense, there was two touchdown passes that the receivers dropped. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so, you know, so it was a little bit of both because there's that one on third down um, when they only got, when they got away with just a field goal where the guy just dropped it. You know, Luck could have run for the first down, but smartly got rid of it. And I think the receiver needs to make that grab. But, yeah, you, you know he can't push the ball down the field. He still would have no. had under 200 He yards. doesn't have the arm strength he yeah. used to. And I hopefully he gets it back. But, you know, he might be like Chad Pennington. If you get that shoulder injury, you're just never the same. I don't care how many Swiss doctors are working on it. It's not, yeah. not going to come back. Yeah, but, I mean, the defense played really well, um, you know, considering that, you know, they had the short field to get the touchdown after Elliott misses the long field goal, then two terrible turnovers, and they're pretty much – you know, goal line, goal, goal line in the red zone right away. So, um, but a couple of Ruben Frank stats that I think would be of interest of you since he's my new second to Ray Dittinger of people that are Philly media that I actually respect. Uh, the Colts came into today, number one in NFL on third down at 60.6%, 20 for, 20 for 33, best in the NFL after two games since 2011. The Eagles held them to, 16.7%, 2 for 12, lowest by any Eagles opponent since the Giants in 2014. Defense. Uh, the Eagles have held seven straight home opponents to 16 or fewer points. That's the third longest streak in, streak in franchise history. They had eight straight to 16 or fewer in 1942 and 1943 as the Steagles, and also eight straight over the 77 and 78 seasons. So there you go. The Eagles are going back to Steagles territory. I know. The war days, but when Frank McGillicuddy, the star linebacker, <laughs> the Eagles are winning with ugly and with defense. And the one game they didn't win, the defense didn't play that well. Yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like Wentz is poised. He's poised for a big game once the rust wears off. I feel like we're heading right to what we said: like ten and six, eleven and five, and you know, let the let the Rams have the awesome regular season. I'll take my chances against any of these teams with nothing to lose with a Super Bowl in our pocket. I'll tell you I tell you what I like, Amanda. This is just a mark of consistency. Even though it's raining outside and a visor makes no sense, Doug's still wearing a visor instead of a hat. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna take the rain on the top of my dome. You know he's gotta show off those luscious locks. It like, is nice, I still have hair and I'm gonna prove it. His wife needs to get him a better haircut, though. The haircut is terrible. I think it's <laughs> important to practice. Yeah, he needs today. to reduce the poof and get short on the sides and back. He looks like he's doing it himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dumb and dumber haircut. Looks like, yeah, he's got a Filobi that he, did, that he got like when he was in the league and hasn't gotten rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Do you guys even know what a Filobi is? Yeah, no. what are you talking about? It's like this thing that they like, used to advertise back when I was growing up, and it's like you it, attach it to your vacuum, and it literally cuts your hair. Oh, it's the a vacuum. sucking cut, like from. Oh, yeah, it, it literally sucks as it cuts. <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's pivot to the Corey Clement weekly Corey Clement performance review as president <laughs> of the Corey Clement <laughs> Like I said, not Rube his best is, day. Rube is putting you, giving you a run for your money. Yeah, I know. Not his best day. He had three muff punts, but he recovered each one. So, good yeah, job. Yeah, he was terrible on punts. He he ran it a couple times. Not the best day for Corey Clement. 
But uh, I thought he was serviceable, and I think he would have had a much bigger game if if Wentz gets him the ball more. Well, they were get, they were going for the old misdirect with a lot of Wendell Smallwood. Smallwood had a great game, and the uh, the the guy from Notre Notre Dame, Adam, Adam Jones. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he, he's yeah. a totally different kind of runner. He's much more of a you know much smoother. But yes, Smallwood, like I said, for our hashtag life. Life player of the game is Wendell Smallwood coming back from the dead. They were talking about him not making the team. Yeah. Or touchdown today. He was inactive most of last year. Yeah. He ran with ferocity and purpose. Yeah. So we, we have depth of running back. We just need to get receivers healthy. Yeah. And Matthews had a, had at least, did he have only have one catch? But it, it was on a big, like, it, it got us back in reasonable third down territory. I think it was on a second and long. So, you know, serviceable. It is it is weird, as Frank pointed out, how emotional the city's relationship is with Jordan Matthews. He he got applause for catching the ball. Very strange. I don't get well, it. I mean, he was a second round pick, so he's kind of been a bust. Well, he wasn't a bust with the Eagles. He was like, yeah, for by Eagle standards, by Eagles early round standards, he was yeah. He had a good couple of years. Yeah, you don't have your second round pick to have a good couple of years and then trade and then get pretty much out of the league. Yeah, well, we were on the front end of that trade. I, I take Darby over Matthews. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So despite so speaking of the cornerbacks, despite his two pass interference calls, did you see what you wanted to see out of Jalen Mills today? Most yeah. improved player of the week. No, he had a great game. Yeah, considering you know the way he played last week, and like we said, one of those two pass interference calls was ticky tack at the very best. So, and he had, he had a lot of great run stuff, run stuff uh, tackles. So yeah, I think overall, you know, that's the kind of player he is. You know, he doesn't have the speed, but he has he has all the other intangibles, and he's a seventh round pick. That's a starter. So n- I have nothing but love for Jalen Mills. And he's fluorescent hair, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Is it still bright green? I don't know. I think so. I saw it peeking, yeah. peeking through the helmet. Did you see Carson? Speaking of to the green jacket, the, the bad like the acne, Joker, the Kelly green jacket. Yeah, yeah that was like the Joker. That was pretty terrible. He looked like an Irish flag. <laughs> I see, I kind of liked it. Huh. <laughs> At least You're he was wearing a collared shirt Kelly that covered green. up his neck. But we know I wear the obnoxious clothes of the three of us, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least uh, it was I, tailored. Didn't, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, at least it was tailored nicely. I hate when football players wear these like enormous jackets to just make them look even huger. Oh, that's true. Is there like, any player these days that doesn't have a tailor? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think Nick Foles ever wore a jacket. Like a no, the jacket. look the look I hate, and I'm the informal guy, is LeBron when he does the sport coat with like the dress shorts. That, yeah. But that's you know, fashion like, forward. Just, that's just terrible. That's fashion forward. You don't even that's, know. That's fashion lame is what I call that. <laughs> you know what else is a thing that I that I don't understand? Cam does that too. Cam Newton does that too. He does the shorts. Yeah. The, the other thing is on The Bachelor, they're always wearing the, the really tight, short pants at the bottom with no socks. What's that, what's that about? Is that like a new the, thing? The tapered pants, you mean? Well, they're like tapered, but then like they, they're like they only go halfway down the calf. And then um, no sock to the loafer. The like capris? Almost. Like a longer a long capri. Not as yeah. Not, yeah. You're not talking about as a suit. You're talking like the BIP style. No, it's a suit pant. 
What? It's like a soup can revolution. I've seen this on The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was on uh, it was on the most recent se- uh, season with Becca, mm. Becca K. Hmm. Hmm. Do some research, man. And get back to me. <laughs> All right. So I have I have two more Ruben Frank tweets that I I want to have comments from you guys on. The one is going back to Wentz being reckless. So Doug Peterson apparently said Carson Wentz head first lunge for a first down in the second quarter. Quote was definitely obviously a safe dive. Unquote. GT. I think it was a measured risk for the first down. I'm okay with it. Well, you're the one who was saying he was reckless all day, so you agree with Dougie P. Listen, I think I think there's a time and a place to give it your all if you're the franchise quarterback. And if you can dive and not take a devastating hit to get a crucial first down, I'm okay with that. Amanda? I thought it was a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I thought, having said that, I thought he broke four of his lips. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those things that you hold your breath and you're like, oh, okay, that worked out okay. Also on his foot for on his foot first slide, he clearly had never done it before. <laughs> he almost broke he was both not his interested. <laughs> he looks like he broke both his ankles. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty terrible slide. Yeah. But I was I was very thankful that he's at least trying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, it's it's a process. Okay? <laughs> it's a process. Uh, I, I think it's funny though. You said you were the one who texting us how reckless he was, and then on his most reckless play of the day, you're like, ah, no big deal. Well, okay. Here, this is what I mean, Matt. Let me let me clarify for the people listening. There are now twelve of them, down from seventeen. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Mom and Uncle Tommy. Uh, so what I was annoyed by is, to your point, Matt. I feel like he he came out and he wanted to be aggressive, so he was holding the ball a long time and he was looking for like you know downfield shots instead of taking his check down. So he wasn't getting the ball out fast, and as a consequence. He would get walloped by the Indianapolis D line, and I didn't like the hits he was taking because he was holding the ball too long. That that's what annoyed me, and that's a little reckless too, in its way. But there was that one play that was very encouraging where he did one of his Houdinis, and he had to move his knee in a bunch of crazy different directions, and he was fine after it. So that that was very encouraging. If a broadcaster says Houdini one more time, I'm going to throw my TV out the window. So you're saying you want to punch me in the face right now? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just letting you know now because if you do it again, there'll be hell to pay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the last one I have: the Eagles' game-winning drive lasted 11 minutes 17 seconds. It's the Eagles' longest drive in at least 20 years. It's pretty crazy. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, we surprising. Yeah. And it, Amanda, the I last don't know one if before counts, that though. was with your favorite. Donovan McNabb ended with a six-yard TD pass to Greg Lewis. Oh wow! Although, although Matt, I'm going to call, I'm going to call, you know, uh, bullshit on the stat on the drive, not the stat. Yeah, that, drive, the, the biggest play of the drive was the penalty. Extended by an arbitrary defensive line holding call, which I've never seen called in my entire life. It's very rare. It was the right call. And they were being ticky-tack throughout, so I'm not going to apologize. No, no, I'm not going to apologize for it. But I'm saying we got. Lucky big time. Oh, we got lucky beyond. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to lose this game. And then I was like, flag. Yay. At the same time, <laughs> they, did, they did call holding on Corey Clement when he was a ball carrier. So, you know, not a lot of credibility from the rest today. Yeah. they These new crews. Yeah. They're, uh, 
actually just any of the refs it's just like but we we deserve a lot we're playing sloppy so yeah there was some tic tac calls but it's on us especially like this they're bragging about the special teams coach and i'm like we've had so many penalties on special teams these first three games like i like let's clean that at evan s up <laughs> i always wonder though like how do you instill discipline in special teams you just go don't do that again what else can you do <laughs> But I mean, it's like when Don't it's an obvious hold. All right, get out of here, hold, kid. Like I guess, yeah. You just say, yeah. Get someone but to you, practice squad one hold. But you practice. You practice it enough times, especially in the pros. I mean, that you should know what you're doing. That's There's true. No if I got do. if I got up at six in the morning every day and I just go run and pretend to block a punt, yeah, you think I'd remember. And when they call those ones, it's usually pretty obvious. There's, it's very rare that it's like, oh, that was a tiki text. I mean, there's plenty of times you think it is, but today, any of the holding calls on both sides is like, yeah, that was pretty obvious. At the same time, I can sympathize with, you know, a guy who, you know, is a special teams player. He gets in, they call his number, it's like, you, Daryl, or whatever your name is, Keith, go run at the punter and try to block it. Give it your all, you know? It's hard. It's hard to not get juiced up and slow down and not hit the punter accidentally. Whereas, you know, in our jobs, they're like, "All right, I want you to come into the office, sit at a desk, drink a lot of coffee." You know, so you're not going to be able to get over that situation. Yeah, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. You lost <laughs> me like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that analogy was terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, uh, perfect example. So they go. Well, the thanks highlights. everyone for listening. <laughs> they, they go through the highlights, and on that fourth and five play, he easily has Clement for an easy first down. See, Carson, I hope you're looking at this game film. Car- Carson, you have a lot get, of work to do. Get to your checkdowns, buddy. Yeah, you a lot of you have a lot of work to do before the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. On that note, so the only line I was able to find, and I've just found the first link that I could get to were three point favorites on the road against Tennessee feels a bit sporty. Just like this week, bit high. I, eh, it sounds about right to me. So we're in effect, a six point favorite against the Titans who walloped the Jaguars nine to six today. <laughs> yeah. Well, you figure Wentz with another, they have the way better quarterback. So everything else being equal, is Mariota even playing? I think he's still been splitting time with – I didn't watch any of that game today because it was so terrible. But uh, he's been hurt, so he's been splitting time with Blaine Gabbert. So I, I don't know if – I know he came in at some point, but I don't know if he's stuck in the game because, like I said, it was unwatchable. We go from the ugliest opposing quarterback in the league to maybe the most handsome in Blaine Gabbert. He looks like Prince Charming. But still not very good. But not very good at his job, no. Yeah, like they, and Tennessee offense doesn't scare me, but it's kind of one of those games. Like, is it hot? Going to be hot in Tennessee next week? We don't know. Like, I don't trust our defense on the road when it's hot out. Fair Not enough. That Tampa Bay game. Yeah, and you know the Titans are well coached, so it'll 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 be another dogfight. But we seem to win these close games. But Tampa was like a solid one hundred and two. I mean, I I get hot when it gets north of seventy five. Yeah, so do I. You know that. So damn hot. So damn hot. By the way, I, my prediction was 2013. I wasn't far off. 2016 was the final. 
Yeah, mine was terrible. I said 31-28. Yeah, well, we, we, man and I both knew that if they give 28, they're losing that game, and we were right. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were predicting this massive shootout. It's yeah. coming in hot. But I didn't yeah. know that Andrew Luck couldn't throw the ball more than uh, Marsh Creek Eagle. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else, Tater? That's 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 it. That's all on my agenda. Yeah, because I think we we also have the predictions for the season. I think are right around the same. This team is gonna. This team is gonna peak hopefully late, which is what we need. Peak hopefully right. late, but the the Rams. The Rams looking real good. No one in the NF. No one else in the NFC scares me. Rams Chiefs looking great after three weeks, but great. Be great after three weeks. I don't care about that. Who's who's looking good after week sixteen and seventeen? And let's put it this way: every other of like the favorites are no better than two and one, and most of them are one and two, or you know. So and the Texans are zero and three. So, but I feel to after this week. I mean, again, it's three weeks. I don't. I'm not scared at all by Minnesota or Green Bay. I well, that Minnesota game was in crazy. Like they were 17 point favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, yeah, I always like it when we start off slow because we always do better with the chip on our shoulder, and it's good for the the locker room vibes. I like it that way. Well, you're basing that off of like one the one year where we won the Super Bowl. If this was no. the Andy Reid era, I'd be like, we're screwed. Yeah. Totally. No, that's not true because even in the Andy Reid era, and you know me, I'm the first to say how much I think Andy Reid is overrated, but we would start off slow, but we almost always ended up in the playoffs, but we just would choke. No, to your greater point is we're better as not being the clear favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we love being there. I hate when people. That's where we thrive. Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That's where we thrive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's been great, guys. I oh, I have one more anecdote to to end it. So the stereotype that Eagles fans are terrible people. It's because people lie. So I was at getting coffee after the Eagles victory. So I had my Eagles hat on and I had my Eagles T shirt on. So this guy was obviously talking loud enough so I could hear him. And he was talking about how he was at the Super Bowl, which we know I was at. So you probably didn't know that I was at the Super Bowl. And he tells his friend, who apparently lives in a cave, that doesn't – It so my shirt says it's always super in Philadelphia, breaking the Jamie Matram instead of it's always sunny. So the guy doesn't know that reference. He doesn't know that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So he tells his friend, you know uh, – the Eagles, I was at the game, they won the Super Bowl, and uh, I, I, I was scared for my life because there's like a near riot. People after the, the Eagles fans, after they won the Super Bowl, were trying to tear out the seats. So I was there with a Bears fan. So you fan. beat them up. You showed them. I was there with a Bears fan and a Steelers <laughs> fan. I'm like, did that ever happen? They're like, no, not even close. So Eagles fans were pretty well behaved after we won the Super Bowl at the game. So, sir, at the, the bougie Santa Monica coffee shop, you're a liar. <laughs> For our, for everyone's benefit, he better have been a joint. He died. <laughs> I did. Yes, but we're nice point, people. <laughs> yeah, to your point, I did want to kick his ass. <laughs> all right. Well, that's like uh, the lamest fake fight of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm gonna beat your ass, uh, Macchiato flat white <laughs> for Matt. Matt, we made a we made a heart shape in your body. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm gonna uh, kill you. Um, who had the skinny latte? That better be soy, goddamn it! Cappuccino. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll kick your ass. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm going to tip you $2 on this $5 latte. <laughs> Do you have any stevia? Uh, Thanks. Do you have any stevia? No, stevia Stevia is not organic. <laughs> so true. So true. Oh, this. I thought you got to kick out the story, but you guys took it to the next level. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking of Santa Monica, Carson, if you're looking for a great dermatologist, some of the best doctors in the country. <laughs> Try UCLA Medical Center. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Toodles. Bye. Bye.